Welcome to the Bible Vault, where we unpack the jewels of God's Word. I'm Jason. And I'm Katrina. And today we're starting our next series, Understanding Christian Concepts by Looking into the Trinity. Now, where's the evidence of the Trinity in the Bible? So there are several places where there are three beings mentioned in the Bible, all of which point to their divinity. The first one that we're going to look at is actually right at the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, which reads, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now here, we directly see the Father and the Holy Spirit mentioned. Along with what we've previously looked at on this podcast in John 1, we actually see where the Son is during this time of creation as he was the Word through which the Father created everything. I hope I don't get this name too uh, messed up in pronunciation, but Philip Melanchthon, who is a German theologian and was a contemporary of Martin Luther, actually put it this way, quote, The Father, by speaking, begets the Word, who is the image of the Eternal Father. And the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, it is expressly said, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. That's really neat. You know, I also like the connection that Paul makes in Romans 1, verses 1 through 6. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David, according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power, according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship, to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. The note for verses 3 and 4 in the study Bible gives some good information on how this passage actually connects to the Trinity. And that note reads, From David, the part where he's talking about descended from David, the Messiah came and as prophesied from David's line. The part where he's talking about the Jesus was declared the son of God literally means made son of God in the sense of an appointment to an office. Part where he's talking about the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. This is an expression found in early Christian Aram for the Holy Spirit given by the resurrected Christ. It shows Jesus' power and testifies to Christ's identity. Jesus' bodily resurrection affirms his his deity and the completion of his saving work. Jesus is referred to as our Lord in this verse. And this is a confession of faith. Because they believe in Jesus as their, their Lord. These verses have the character of an early Christian creed, which we actually read the Nicene Creed in our last episode as well. Yeah, so we see in those notes that you were just reading, we actually do see a connection, therefore, on the, in the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit, as well as what a very early Christian creed may have looked like. Uh, Paul would have been, of course, writing uh, before the time of 100 A.D. Uh, I believe these writings were taking place predominantly in the 60s and 70s A.D. And we're looking at the Nicene Creed not being brought to completion until 385 A.D. So this is something that likely the earliest Christians would have been looking at that would have had a bit of a Trinity view inside of essentially an early creed. And I also really like how Jesus actually himself discusses the Spirit in John chapter 14, 15 to 20, which reads, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now here, Jesus gives insight into their roles as well. As we discussed in the earlier podcast episodes about Job, Jesus talks with the Father on our behalf. Jesus then says that the Father will send a helper and spirit of truth who will dwell with us and in us. And then Jesus connects all three members of the Trinity and talks about how we are connected to them by stating he is in the Father and we are in Jesus and Jesus is in us. Now Jesus and the Father are both God as we have previously discussed and since Jesus connects himself to the spirit that God sends to dwell in us, that spirit is also God. As for us being in Jesus... As Jesus puts it, I believe that we're in him when we abide by the Spirit and when we listen to God and discuss his word and pray and demonstrate godly love just to name a few ways by which we keep his commandments. And as Jesus says, when we keep his commandments, we'll receive a helper. Right. I think that's all really important to recognize that there's a connection between them no matter where you go in the Bible. And also, I really like the fact that we know that each member is also distinct, as evidenced by the fact that they were all present at Jesus' baptism. We'll read that passage in a later episode where we're talking about the baptism itself. But during the end of that, the Father appears in the form of a voice. The Son is obviously in the flesh. He's being baptized. And the spirit appears in the form of a dove. Exactly. And I think that that calls back to what we discussed a bit in the context episode for the Trinity. In that these are three separate beings that all comprise one singular God. And I do also want to mention uh, back to the John 14 passage that when I say that when we keep his commandments, we'll receive the Spirit. Uh, I do want to mention that the Spirit is a gift, similar to forgiveness, which we touched upon in an earlier podcast, but that by completely ignoring God, it is possible to actually quell the voice of the Spirit within us, because the Spirit's not going to necessarily scream and shout, but is more often than not the quiet voice, the gut feeling, the conscious that we feel inside of us, and it is possible to tune that out and 
therefore go against God. And so I think that we are in God predominantly when we actually listen to his voice inside of us, which is the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I think kind of going along with the, the voice of the spirit, though, there are, I feel like there's times when God has kind of slapped me upside the head and said, look, you got to do this. But that's about the only exception to screaming at you, right? He will, uh, he'll do whatever it takes to get through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that does it for today. So please join us next week as we actually get to discuss proof of Christianity and how we can be certain of it. So as we're moving forward, we would love to dive into a Christian concept you might find difficult to understand. So if you have any ideas, questions, comments, or an experience you would like to share, please be sure to head over to our Instagram page at the Bible Vault Podcast and shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you and feature your thoughts on our next episodes. And as always, please feel free to reach out at any time for any reason. Thank you for joining us today on the Bible Vault. God bless, and we'll see you next time.